Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and on Apple Podcast. I'm glad to be with you today on a Tuesday. We have a lot to talk about today, like normal. Um, a lot of meaningful games to talk about, actually. You know, not just a lot of random stories that we're going to go talk about. Meaningful games to talk about. Including last night's Monday Night Football game. We will uh, we haven't talked about the Sunday Night Football game between the Bills and the Chiefs. We'll get into that one. And of course, postseason baseball coming in at 100 miles an hour at us. We're here. Let's go, baby. Uh, how about last night? The freshest game of the NFL, Baltimore comes back to beat the Colts in overtime on Monday Night Football. Listen, great win for Baltimore. I mean, you come back down, you come on Monday Night Football, you win in overtime, you don't you don't let Indy touch the ball in overtime, sure. But let's address the elephant in the room again. It's not even the elephant anymore. What the hell are you going to do when you're in this situation in the playoffs against the Browns, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills? What the hell are you doing losing to the Colts at halftime anyway? The Browns got into a shootout over the weekend with the Chargers. The Ravens struggled with Indy. The Ravens' defense is still giving up 400 yards a game while Cleveland stays right under the 300-yard uh, threshold. Baltimore's 4-1 and one in the division. Cleveland's 3-2. and two. I'm comfortable. I don't know about you, Cleveland, but I'm comfortable. The Ravens lost week one, okay, to the Raiders on Monday Night Football. By the way, can we please, can we stop showing the Chiefs and the Ravens on Monday Night and Sunday Night Football like every freaking week, please? But the Ravens lost week one. They got lucky in week two. They got lucky. You don't remember? Which I believe this was also a Sunday Night Football game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Chiefs fumbles the football. If he doesn't do that, the Baltimore Ravens don't win. They're 0-2 to start. Okay? They got lucky again in week three. It took 
Justin Tucker to make NFL history that day to beat the Lions at the buzzer. Yeah, at the buzzer. Week four was the only game where we said, all right, the Ravens look good. The Ravens look like they should. But, it, I mean, that was inevitable. You, you have to go into that game assuming it's going to be that way because Baltimore is a bad matchup for Denver. You know, I didn't sit here against against uh, actually Chicago. I said it was going to be a close game. Houston, I didn't come in here saying, well, yeah, we beat Houston. Sure. Now you're forced to come from behind in a miracle fashion to beat Indy? I'm supposed to come on here and congratulate you? I'm supposed to come on here and say congratulations? No, no, I'm not. Baltimore is four and one, and the schedule gets very interesting as they will play the Chargers and they will lose to the Chargers next week. Okay, they will. That's a bad matchup. That is, that that is just a bad matchup. Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. The ironically enough, the Chargers have a better run game than than Baltimore. They absolutely have a better pass game. They have a better defense. Chargers do struggle against the rush. Then that's, you know, Baltimore's bread and butter. But I mean, you it, you're not you're not beating the Chargers, Baltimore. You're not. You're going you're going to be 4 and 2. And then after that, you get the Bengals, who have proven to take the Steelers spot as third best in the division. Okay? Ravens are going to have to figure out some things. Because I'm confident in the Browns at three and two, way more than I am with the with the Ravens at four and one, based on the resume that's given to me. All right. So that's Monday night football. We haven't talked about Sunday night football. We didn't talk about Sunday night football yesterday. Sunday night football was well a dud. Kind of sucked. We all thought that it would be. I thought. Thought it'd be a high-scoring game. It was. It wasn't really a shootout. Thought it'd be like the Chargers in and the Chiefs, or the Chargers in the Browns. But listen, what we got on Sunday was potentially two playoff matchups or opposite at that. Okay? You've got the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Browns, who ultimately, let's be real, those are the four best teams in the AFC. The Bills, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Browns. Not Baltimore. Those four teams are the best. While the NFL scheduled the Browns and Chargers, and then they scheduled the Bills and Chiefs, yeah, well... They scheduled Baltimore to play Indy. So, I think this could be a future NFL. These are the four best teams. And the Chargers and Browns, that was the better matchup. Those were the better teams. Not the Bills, not the Chiefs, okay? What are the Chiefs going to do? They're like Baltimore, okay? They are like Baltimore. 
I could say the same things about the Chiefs right now as I would the Ravens, but even worse, the Chiefs I I, I the Chiefs aren't four and one. But the Chiefs aren't is they're not in as much trouble as Baltimore is. No. Listen, I am starting to convince myself that the Chargers are absolutely going to win the division because the Chiefs defense is so bad. Okay, my eighth grade Tuslaw Mustang football team would score on them. Kansas City has given up 32 points a game, but I am going to be honest with you, okay? My attention Sunday wasn't the Chiefs as much as it was the Bills because I can't completely grill the Chiefs right now. The NFL did them dirty. The NFL gave the Chiefs, the Browns, the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Bills all expected to be playoff teams all within week five. Like, are you in the in in fact they threw in Andy Reid's homecoming to Philly in the mix of that? What? That is dirty. That was dirty. I can't. I can't knock the Chiefs right now other than the fact is, well, other than the Browns, they they didn't beat Baltimore, they didn't beat the Chargers, and they didn't beat the Bills. But we know that no matter what, as long as Mahomey is leading the charge, at least a wild card spot will be there for Kansas City, and in the playoffs, we know anything can happen. My attention Sunday night was the Bills, and I loved it that they were leading at halftime because I wanted to see if they could hold the lead at halftime. I wanted to see if the Bills could hang on to that lead going into the third quarter, into the fourth Hang on and compete with the Chiefs. And they did. Kinda. I'm not making excuses by any means. It is fair game, even Steven, for both teams. All right? In Buffalo especially, in playoff time, you are going to see different conditions that you won't normally see. Yes, Buffalo won that game, but I couldn't help but notice the weather delay at halftime. The field was absolutely soaked. It was raining. It's tough to play there. Like I said, I am not making excuses, okay? But when the Browns played the Chiefs, it was a sunny day. And it it was sunny, not wet. And Mahomie hit Tyreek Hill for 75 yards on one freaking play. Let me tell you something. That wasn't going to happen in an in a absolute mon- it was it, There was a tsunami at the stadium. Not literally. But the Bills also... Here's the thing. The Bills got treated completely opposite of the Chiefs. 
They they opened up with the Steelers, okay, and they lost at home. Why is that concerning? Because that was probably the best defense that they've played, and they only scored 16 points. So while they're walloping on on Miami and while they're walloping on on Washington, listen, they beat the Dolphins, the Washington football team, and the Houston Texans. I'm not convinced if if it wasn't for an hour and a half weather delay in a soaking wet field, you would have won Sunday. The Bills will be there. But hear me now when I tell you that the Browns, the Chargers are the better teams out of the bunch and the Chiefs would beat the Bills in the postseason. Like the Bills aren't going anywhere. So I guess I need to address this. I am not going to slander the Boston Red Sox any longer. I'm not going to spend much time on this either. The Boston Red Sox, I, first of all, if if you've been following, I did not have them in the preseason MLB predictions to make the postseason. My wild cards were the Yankees, and the Blue Jays, not the Red Sox. Here we are in the ALCS, not yet, but the Red Sox are moving on to the ALCS. Listen, I can't really explain it. I don't really, I mean, to me, the pitching's just still, I, I it's just, it's not there in the postseason. Here we go. I mean, I mean, they're, they're pitching great. They're they're playing outstanding. The game against the Tampa Bay Rays last night was was a hell of a ball game. They almost blew it though. I mean, I, I I still don't see them going and winning the World Series. But here we are in the ALCS, and and like I said, I, there's just not going to be. I I'm a lo- I'm at a loss for words to be honest with you. Uh, I really am because top to bottom. Lineup wise, pitching wise, bullpen wise, what they did in September, I just don't get it. What I also don't get is how the Dodgers take a nine what was nine to two? They won nine to two in game number two against San Francisco. And I said, Well, that's it. There you go. San Francisco just won their, their last game of the season in game one. Wrong. The Dodgers, tell me how this happens. How do you send out Max Scherzer, the guy you went out at the trade deadline and had to have? Max Scherzer. You... Run support out the wazoo. All, the whole entire, didn't lose a game. The Dodgers did not lose a game when Max Scherzer's on the mound. You get in the postseason and you lose one nothing. One to nothing. This isn't even on Max Scherzer. He did exactly what he needed to do. He gave up an Evan Longoria home run. Big deal. It happens. 
He gave up one run. One. That's it. One. Uno. Not dos. Not trace. Uno. One. You went out and, and, and traded for after you won a World Series last year. Not, don't, don't forget, you won the World Series last year. Then you went out this year and got one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in the game. You back him the entire regular season. Then you get in the postseason and you don't give the guy a run against the Giants? Are you kidding me? At home? At home. You can't, not even a run? Not one? Man. (laughs) Biggest payroll in baseball. Highest payroll in baseball. I could have come on here and said that the that you know the Giants pitched a hell of a game. You know that ex Dodger came in there and pitched a hell of a game. Went what five innings, six innings, almost six innings. Bullpen came in, pitched a hell of a game. Sure, but we're talking about the highest payroll in the in the entire league. The whole league, highest highest payroll, not a run, not one. What? I watched the entire game. I was so bored. I was so bored. Why? Because I, I don't know. Because the whole time I'm watching the game, and you think that, okay, one run ball game, this is exciting, but you, you would just expect more out of this team. You know, hell, Boston and the Rays tacked on runs in that series. The Dodgers, you you give you go nine runs, and I did make a comment. I was watching the game; they kept pouring it on in San Francisco. I said, "Don't pour, don't score all your runs in one game." Well, they may have. So the White Sox and Astros were set to play yesterday and heavy rain in Chicago was coming all day didn't get the game in so the weather delay is kind of it well not not kind of it's very very key now because now the Astros are changing the pitching matchup now they will go Lance McCullers who they went with in game one and he was flawless. I mean, this guy has been flawless against Chicago the entire year. He went six and two thirds. He didn't give up a run. He only gave up four hits, struck out four, didn't walk anybody. Now he's pitched against Chicago twice in the season already. One of them was at Chicago where he went seven innings. He only gave up two hits. He only gave up one run and he struck out 10. White Sox batters. The time before that against the Sox, he went six innings. He only gave up two hits in that game as well, and he only gave up two runs. So out of the three trips, okay, one of them was in Chicago. Out of those three games, he's only given up eight hits total. But that being said, Houston has the worst bullpen remaining in the postseason. Okay? Them and the Braves. 
Lance McCullers, this guy, I mean, listen, that bullpen's taxed. He's going to have to probably go those six innings again. And I've been saying this all season long. I'm going to back the White Sox in this game. I believe they are the best team in the American League. Top to bottom. Pitching staff, this is an all-or-nothing game. They will throw out Lance Lynn if they have to. Again, Lance Lynn 0-6 against the Astros. Again, they will do whatever they need to do to win this game. They will throw out, throw out anybody they need to. Okay, There will be a full lineup, and that full lineup is deadly. Now, Rodon will pitch for the White Sox tonight. Or actually, this afternoon. Rodon pitches very well at home. Only a 2.26 ERA. I'm breaking breaking this down for you. Okay? He went against Houston earlier in the season. Only gave up three hits. He went seven innings. He only gave up one run. Okay? That was a 2-1 ball game the Astros did win. I'm back in the White Sox. They are the best team in the American League. I've said that all year, and I'm going to keep with that. I think their lineup is better than Houston. I think Rodon, especially at home, is better than McCullers. You know, i giving you giving you the history. I'm going to go against history today. I think the White Sox are going to take this back to Houston, which would be played tomorrow, and there will be no games off. No, or no, no days off, excuse me. Everything lines up for Houston today. But that being said... The lefty matchup, and give me the Sox today. We'll talk tomorrow on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and on Apple Podcasts. Check out the Facebook page. Again, we won't do the segment today. We will finish the, not finish, but we'll get into the bracket tomorrow, the GOAT bracket for the Burley Gunner Show. Check out that on the Facebook page, the Cleveland Sports Fan also, tonight at 5 o'clock, the flagship show, The Cleveland Sports Fan, with Oshimaida, Scoot, myself, Dr. Dog, the whole gang. We're there, 5 o'clock, on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you tomorrow. Burley Gunner Show.